Hey, it's Editing Tape here just to let you guys know there was a little bit of technical difficulty in the podcast. Some of the sound was dropping out. I just want to let you know that everybody's recording um, this podcast in different sections. So some of us are all across the country and we all have different types of Wi-Fi. So it makes it difficult sometimes for the sound to be crisp and perfect with everyone. Just know that we're working on it and we're going to get things better. And hopefully you get the gist of everything you need to hear in this podcast. And I hope everything is clear. There were a lot of us in the podcast this day. So just be mindful of that when you guys are listening. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to Down for the Count, your favorite wrestling podcast, or at least that's what my mom tells me. I'm Alexis, and with me tonight, we got all the girls. We got Tiff, we got Janae, and Nicole. And joining us tonight... We have our alternative members, the ones that like to do all the fun stuff, but never none of the hard work. We got Rico and Don with us tonight. Um, We got a full pack show for y'all. We're going to talk about uh, death before dishonor, some stuff going on with the, well, the big things going on with wrestling, uh, Vince McMahon retiring, the reason for his retirement, John Grisham, all the crazy shit that's going on and then it's going to be return of the nerd corner san diego comic-con just happened last weekend and there are things we want to talk about certain things that we are looking forward to and it's just going to be a fun show so everyone say hi before we start talking about ring of honor hello hey what's cracking I'm sorry. I'm like a couple. I'm a couple daiquiris in, so I'm like, hey. Oh wow. Well, before we get started with wrestling, we got some pay-per-view results to go through. Death Before Dishonor was this weekend. Uh, I think it was first Ring of Honor's first pay-per-view since coming back after being bought by Tony Khan. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay, so we're we're gonna go over some quick results here. Um, they had a pre-show and a regular show. I'm just gonna run through all the matches. Um, Cole Cabana defeated Anthony Henry, the Trust Busters, which is Ari, Devar- uh, Ari Devari and Slim J, defeated the Shinobi Shadow I forgot Frog. he's on an AEW <laughs> I like this name, the Shinobi Shadow Squad. That just sounds badass. That's true. But also, what does it mean? <laughs> I have no idea. The Ninja Shadow Squad? Isn't Shinobi another name for Ninja? I could be wrong. Please don't come for me. It's super late while we record this. I'm going to do it for solid because Google is free. Give me a minute. Okay. Uh, While you work on that, Shinobi, it's S H I N O B I. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ninja or Shinobi was a covert agent or mercenary in Middle Japan. Woo! Wow. Look at us. I love that for us. <laughs> All right. Uh, with the Embassy, which is a team of Brian Cage, Ga- Jasper Khan, and Ho. I am so sorry if I mispronounced any of your names. Uh, Tao Leona defeated Alex Zane, Blake Christian, and Tony Deppin. Willow Nightingale, shout out to Willow friend of the show defeated Allison K. Um caught this one's gonna cause a lot of controversy. Claudio Cass Cesaro yeah, defeated yeah. John Gresham yeah. to win the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship. 
Let's see. Uh, Dalton Castle and the boys defeated the Righteous and is to win the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships. Wheeler Utah defeated Daniel Gar- Garcia to retain the Ring of Honor Pro Championship. Rush defeated Super Dragon. Mercedes Martinez defeated Serena Deb to retain the Ring of Honor Women's title. Good for Mercedes. Samoa Joe defeated Jay Lethal to retain the Ring of Honor television title. And the main event saw um, FTR defeat the Briscoes to retain the Ring of Honor tag team titles in a two out of three falls match. Match went about 43 minutes. It was by far the longest match of the night. It was longer than the uh, world champion match. It was 10 minutes. Yep. Alexa, do you want to kind of tell the audience why that match was probably 10 minutes? Oh, God. Um, well, <laughs> since Nicole's going to put me on the spotlight here. No, I'm just, I thought it was a good segue. Oh, yes, it is a very good segue. Well, um, <laughs> earlier, th- earlier this week, it's been a long fucking week. Earlier last week, I don't fucking know my time frame anymore. I don't know. I was on vacation and drank a lot of, lot of liquor from pineapples, so I'm pretty good right now. Um, Period. So, John Grisham, uh came out and asked for his release from Ring of Honor slash AEW slash whatever Tony Khan is doing nowadays. And um, Grisham had some things to say. And I'm pretty sure one of y'all have those because I don't have those laying around right now. He had two comments. Mm. He said, I thought to myself, I want to be a technical wrestler at the time. There wasn't a lot of guys. Then I looked at, oh, how many black guys there are as technical wrestlers. And he went on to say, it bothers me that you can have a white guy, number one, with no character and is great. Then you've got a black guy, same, but he needs a character. But why? Why can't he just be a good wrestler? He's got to be so much more then the other guy that's world champion doesn't have a character. That's what he said. Mm. And then he dropped the title to Cesaro, who literally, and we all love Cesaro here. He literally just showed up like a week and a half ago. And has no personality. Love Cesaro, but let's call a thing a fucking thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, John Grisham, if you guys haven't watched him, please go watch him. He is a great technical wrestler. He has, he knows how to manipulate joints. I think like he, he deserved it. Um, when I saw those quotes, the first thing I thought of is if you guys have to search for it, but we did a show actually with Don. It was actually Don's idea too. Um, Tiff, Janae, Nicole, and Don talked um, about wrestling as a member of the of the black community in wrestling pro wrestling in general whether it's indie or pro and you need to go back and watch that yeah. it's really great there you go it's probably one of my favorite shows and um a lot of what he said right there where he's like you know white guy could come in no character he gets everything but i have to work hard it reminded me of what don said that in a situation like this where he could go out flub a promo and his ass is on the line to get fired but certain other people can go out there flub promos 
and they get whatever they want. And that's just kind of what it reminded me of. Well, it ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun. I'm so proud. Um, that's wild. Oh my God. You what? Prolific. Wow. Oh, but, Jesus. <laughs> but now Grisham's come out because now that he's lost the title, Grisham's came out and he has said some stuff that has lined up with multiple people who have been released from AEW or has left AEW. Um, but here's the thing silence silence speaks louder than the whole fucking orchestra and when swole was speaking her piece grisham remained silent didn't say a damn thing and now all of a sudden he wants everyone to come to his help i guess is what's going on but I don't know. It's it's a mess back there. Everything that he said has lined up with what Swole has said, what Marco Stunt has said, um, Joey Janela. Joey Janela. Yeah, yeah. Like everything has everything that they have said is exactly what Swole was saying what? when she had her thing. But y'all y'all stayed silent though. And she was getting dragged. But my white ass ain't gonna say shit anymore. Y'all can. What 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 do y'all think about this whole John Grisham thing? Hmm. Well, it's very true. Yeah. It's just be true. I think he's speaking to what a lot of us have been saying about what's going on there. And, you know, kind of what we, kind of what also what Soul said in the sense that they'll work for like, I'm trying to think of the exact quote. I'm not going to quote it exactly. So forgive me for misquoting Soul, but she said something akin to like, in order for you to succeed in AEW, the people in the back have to want you to succeed. And I think Gresham wasn't something that they ever saw really succeeding in AEW because let's face it they don't necessarily treat their black talent all that well and I feel like in wrestling in general like we have seen time and time again if a rest if a black wrestler isn't the total package they're gonna get shit on and you know I feel like there are plenty of white wrestlers in AEW who are kind of coasting they don't really have characters like love Adam Cole to death Love him to death. In AEW, he doesn't have a character. Um, and, you yep. know, like, in terms of, like, what goes on back there, if he wanted to have a character, he would have a character. He's got enough creative freedom in the back to get a character. He just doesn't because he can coast. Like, Adam Cole could shit in the ring and fans would eat it up. Like, it's Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, he has a point. Mm-hmm. Like, I see the fucking uh, Blackpool, the Blackpool Combat Club all the time uh, from the fan pages in, on Instagram and on Twitter. Quite frankly, 
I look at that shit and I see the videos and I see everything that people post. The Blackpool Combat Club would not be that great if Daniel Bryan and Moxley were not a part of it. It wouldn't be that great if William Regal that's was not the part problem. of that. That's, that's what makes it work. Actually. That's it's what Regal. makes it work. It's Regal. It's not them niggas. Regal. Facts. Well, because I mean, didn't the Blackpool Combat Club start before Regal got there? No. 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 Oh no. Okay. I'm not no. Regal, because that's when that's when they Daniel were fighting and Moxley. Each other. Yeah, Daniel and Moxley were fighting, and basically Regal showed up like right after he got released from WWE and kind of did like the disappointed mad British dad thing where it's like you guys don't have to like each other, but you gotta get along, or I'm gonna smack the shit out of both of you. That's I know we're jumping a little bit ahead, but if I was Triple H, that is one person I would actively like go back and quote get. unquote illegally oh, approach. Yes is yeah. regal <laughs> i will like i will buy you out i will buy out your contract what is that so they shouldn't have been fired in the first place that's like if they're gonna waste money and again i'm jumping a little bit ahead that's somebody they're gonna quote unquote waste money and try to get that is that person i was yeah. like i would send tony emails like i know you like have a regal but that was <clears throat> that was our people first i will buy him out of his contract what is his contract yep and you can use the rest of the money on blow. Yeah. Allegedly. No, it's not alleged at this point. That man is that man is wired like that squirrel from Hoodwinked. No, because his little punk ass is paying. <laughs> and we ain't got no money. So um, he's alleged. Um allegedly. Um allegedly. Allegedly he does that. But besides the <laughs> point, um, so Gresham, I like to say this is I, I you know everyone loves I say knows I love saying this. Two things can be true at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is Gresham right? Hundred percent. Is he a yeah. piece of shit though? Yes. Absolutely. Um, him and Jordan. Him and Jordan both trash. <laughs> um, both trash. Trash compactors. You know both them. Manchi. Two shits in the same other. toilet. Damn. Um, <laughs> I gotta but, I just gotta give a shout out to one of my friends real quick and he asked to remain anonymous. Um if you guys haven't listened to the episode that we did about Jordan Grace for some reason bringing up Benoit and the bullshit that came out with that, please go listen to it. Um and this made sense and he basically told me he goes, you know, all the time it's been 20 years. I said, Yeah, and he goes, you know, all this time that he's been sitting up here doing this shit. And he talks about wanting his father's legacy to not be whatever, or what was it like shit? He's like, why to not be tarnished? He, to not be tarnished. Right. Why didn't he go? He goes, this motherfucker's got money. You know his he has money. Why didn't he go and like train to become like a neurosurgeon or a neurodoctor or a specialist or something that has to deal with that? So a tragedy like that would never happen again to not even like famous people just to like, you know, regular everyday people. And I got so mad that none of us thought to say that. I did not think of that. I don't think of it either. I mean, I wasn't a part of the show, but as I was listening, I thought of that. I was like, why is then this fool like pack his shit up and go to a different like field? Like it was never about preserving his father's legacy. It was about continuing off of it and piggybacking off of it. He's mad because he can't do it because his dad committed one of the most egregious acts 
a person could to any other human being and a child. And he's mad because he now can't be the one to live off of his father's former glory, like, say, Randy Orton or Stephanie McMahon, if you count her, but she can't live off her father's glory either. And you got other superstars who are second and third, fourth generation superstars who get to be there to continue their family's legacy, but he doesn't get to do that. So that's what this is about. It's not about him trying to make sure he can contribute to the cause of keeping that kind of thing from happening because that's not where his mind is. His mind is trying to be what his father was. I want to be in that limelight. I, I wanted to be a wrestler my whole life. Well, things change. Your father You look you too much like great. him. I'm sorry. And that's what I said. I'm like, yeah. he, he, really knows, do. he knows that he looks too much like him for people to stomach booking him. He should mm-hmm. fucking know that by now. Mm-hmm. How old is he? I'm going to look it up. I don't know, he's, but he's like had 25? 20 years. Oh, we need to finish. Who are we talking about? We'll, we'll finish this. Uh, we'll, yeah. okay. John, Grisham. John Grisham. John Grisham. Again, Sorry, I like... Didn't mean, I didn't mean to no, say you're way, fine. There's but... um, a circle back on that. Um, for John Grisham, again, like, what he said is true. Um... I also side eye uh, Claudio or Cesaro or whatever the fuck your name is, my dude. Um, for you to be a background player for as many years as you were, um, for you to just like go along with taking the world title off of this guy again, like this is just like taking about how we feel from Gresham, someone who literally held down that championship when they fucking closed that company down. Mm-hmm. was had all this uncertainty and held that shit down and was like and like was one of the un, unsung ser- um, heroes of that of not only like the company but the division and et cetera, et cetera, and to just take that fucking title off of him and just just so you can have it just so you can finally get some fucking recognition because you know like we everyone knows like Cesaro Bell to Bell is probably one of the best wrestlers like in the ring today. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all know this. I'm, I don't want to fucking hear about that. I don't want to hear about Cesaro. Yes, we know this. Everyone who has fucking eyes, who watches, who watches any type of wrestling product knows this about Cesaro. Does he have a personality? No, no absolutely not. Okay. That's where people, and I think, and Don is a good one once he's, I don't know if he's able to respond to this, but, um, and I know like myself and Don and Rico have talked about that, how so, how wrestling is getting away from characters. That's why I'm so happy that we're in like, sort of like, hopefully seeing a renaissance, we are in the infancy of like a renaissance within the industry. We need personalities. I'm so tired of people Daniel Bryan is one of, and I know people will be like well you like Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan can at least talk and he has a personality his personality yes is I am a good wrestler but he had <laughs> he does more with it yeah mm-hmm. besides just fucking stand there and just wrestle <laughs> I don't like Will Ospreay lord knows how much I detest that fucking person but he is another person he is starting to build something on that's not just I'm a good wrestler I will give him that I will I will be starting to 
I will partially yeah. get him that. That's it. That's the only positive yeah, deal I will give him. Yeah, he is. Took him how many years? Will Osprey. Will Osprey is a very great wrestler. I don't like him though. Don't like that fucking man. He is a fantastic wrestler as well. Um, that's besides the point. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, he's just now starting after how many years in the exactly. business? Well, he so, you know, he's, you know he's, he's learning from his his bestie, his, you know, the good sis, Seth Rollins, because I saw yeah. when people got real mad at me. I said, this this new character his, of his is real Seth Rollins-y. If I do say so myself, but you know, there's neither here or there, but I'm gonna let him. This is real Seth Rollins, but you know, everyone has to copy off of the go. So, anyways, now I want to see someone edit Seth with the bonnet and the nails. It'd be like my good sister. I need to have, I and also I think we need to have a conversation about Seth Rollins, like eventually in in another episode of how he is literally one of the modern goats. Or if one. he is fantastic, and I he he will not completely. I don't think he will completely completely get his flowers till he's fully retired. Yeah, he's yeah. not. I don't think I'm not gonna. I don't think it's good until after he's gone gone. But he's not gonna get all his flowers till he retires. I 100 percent stand by that. He and will not get all his flowers till he retires. And that's not right. That's, that's that right. Me because, like, even if you don't like Seth Rollins wrestling, character-wise, no one can beat that man. No. Every time he gets a new character, he goes 125% into it to the point where you're like, he's a fucking cult leader. He, yep. you know, he's the corporate stu- ass kisser. Like, Austin Theory is trying to be Seth Rollins from 10-something years ago. And you can't do that because Not Seth has charisma. Seth, Seth, Seth is not a big Seth Rollins fan, but wow. this man has everything you need to be a wrestler. He has charisma. He can mm-hmm. wrestle. He can act. He can do a heel. He can do a face. This man could probably fucking tap dance over a fucking two by four over a tank of piranha if you asked him to he's everything you need in a pro wrestler nowadays because he goes all he don't even care if he gets a title right now the man's having the fucking time of his life doing this crazy shit at the seth rollins um but also like just like on top of that shit it's just what are we talking about john christian John John christian We're We're almost almost done done because we keep. So our point is, is that yes, it is true. And I do feel for him for a certain extent, but you were very okay with being the only black person in a room for Mm -hmm. many of years. You were a-okay with being with that. Did not really give a shit about diversity within the industry, diversity within the companies you've worked with diversity within um, indie promotions, et cetera, et cetera, did not care because you don't, you don't want to hear about that. Don't use, don't use your blackness as of, well, this, it is, well, we know it, it is because of, you know, whatever that this happened, but don't try to come at and use this when you were so silent and so okay with so much shit beforehand. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear. Just sit at home. Keep your Twitter deactivated. Hopefully, you de- de- deactivate Jordans. 
I don't understand why he deactivated his Twitter. I'm very confused by that. Yeah, I think I that's so weird to me. I'm gonna see if he um activated again, but I'm almost pretty sure that's still going. Weirdo behavior. No, because if you deactivated your Twitter, then to me that means you don't stand by what you said. And if I can't stand by what you said, then we got a bigger problem here. I bet you more than anything, he got all up in his feelings like a little teenager girl and deleted his Twitter because, you know, everyone was attacking him according to him or some bullshit like that. Well, Swole was getting attacked and her own baby was getting attacked. And all she did was speak her truth. And I didn't see none of them say anything to her to comfort her, except for a few people. Maybe it happened behind the scenes. I don't know. But from what I saw, she was getting dumped on. And the only black male I saw defending her ended up recanting later on. So <clears throat> talk about folding with, with Leah Rush. With the exception of the black podcast community like us and we love wrestling, black wrestling, and everybody down the line, culture podcast, all of them. Like there wasn't really many black wrestlers that I saw that was openly defending her or like openly supporting her. A lot of people turned on her as quickly as they could. So mm-hmm. the way I see it is everybody had a day. And Jonathan, this just happened to be yours. But if you're too much of a pussy to stand up I feel for yourself. Fine. I'll be forgetting about that. If you're too much of a pussy to stand up for yourself, then I don't expect you to stand up for the people either. If you folded and just backed off because people was coming at your neck for how you felt, then whatever you get, you deserve. You got to learn how to stand up. You can't sit back and be like, I'm going to say this and then run away and cower from it. You can't do that. Because change don't happen when you do that. Then it's you going right back to your little role of you like being the only black man in the room. If that's where you were and that's what you liked, then maybe you should have kept your mouth shut and kept your head down and let Cesaro take the damn championship. Because you don't know what they would have done after this championship was gone. They could have put you in another championship bout with somebody else. They could have put you up against Joe or whatever. Oh, you you could have did something else. You don't know what they was planning. All you knew is the title got ripped from you after two years of no championship matches on TV or on pay-per-views at all. And your title's gone and you got in your feelings and cussed Tony Khan out. And then you went on the internet where you had this interview and you said what you said. That piece of that interview is what we read earlier. It popped back up because of how he talked to Tony Khan before death, before dishonor. From my understanding, the man found out about him losing the title a few hours before the match. That's how it was explained, per the dirt sheets. If it was another way, I don't know, but that's how it was explained. However, I I know that Bianca found out about her losing her title at SummerSlam last year, hours before the show. That woman went out there, dropped that title, worked her way back up, and she got the championship on Raw. So... Sometimes the thing is, they have to. So for only, I will slightly play double advocate for WWE. They have to because the dirt sheets will ruin it. Mm-hmm. Because they're so quick to spoil anything for WWE. So now 
and people always complain they're like well, they don't tell jesus christ this bitch's feet are rough um they were like well they didn't tell like live because i think because they said again i no one's confirmed this but this is probably why she was crying when she was walking down they said they didn't tell live she was winning money in the bank until she was walking down before she went out mm-hmm. as they were going down i was like they have to now because everybody spoils everything mm-hmm. like they like that time that nago omi was gone for so long and they spoiled that she was coming back because of people sneaking i was like but a but ring of honor and but AEW and I'll jump ring of honor because Tony Khan you know everybody's so fucking obsessed with him mm-hmm. get does it like gets a courtesy so that's what there's no excuse for them on that end I agree I, because I they'll protect that. they'll protect your they'll protect that before they protect anything else I just have that's a quick true. question I just I just have a quick question um why does it seem and then uh, Janae and Don can get the last word on here. But my question is, why does it seem that every time something goes behind, like we all know Kayfabe's dead at this point. We fucking get it. It's never coming back. But like, why does it seem that AEW always airs their dirty fucking laundry on Twitter? And it's not like WWE where people get released or whatever and then they wait the 90 days and then they start talking shit or whatever. I mean, like, anything that goes down wrong there instead of handling it like adults and in private like you should, especially because this is a business, why are they always blasting this shit on Twitter? It makes absolutely no goddamn sense why they do this. Because no one picks up the damn phone. (laughs) No, no, picking up the phone. That's, that's what Joey Janela said. They don't pick up the damn phone. Why that? And then you have to think about the culture. Look who's at the helm of the company and how he handles things. A fanboy with money. 90% of the time, man. he's going on Twitter to handle shit. We've all seen it. So we kind of have to kind of have to look at how the company is being ran. And then we can go to, okay, why is this happening? You can clearly see why. Because Tony conducts himself in that way. So everybody else conducts themselves in that way. Literally the 40-year-old virgin. Literally. I will will never relent from that. That man is turning 40 in October. Y'all need to know this. Because I know people don't do Google. No one uses Google anymore, apparently. So yeah, I, I need to be the bearer of bad news. That man is almost 40. 40. Acting like well, this. In the quote, you, you in the quote Don. Alexis. Well, no, the quote yeah. Don, he's acting, he's acting like, you know, not even people who are his age. Uh, but Don, Janae, you got any last words to say about John Grisham and everything that's been going on? Oh, I think it's the case of right message but wrong message. Agreed. 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 He said.
All right, guys, so this is where we're going to end this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast up until now. Don't forget to continue listening to the next episode of Down for the Count, where we're going to talk about Vince McMahon and break down everything from the retirement speech to what happened afterward, the corporate side, the business side. We're going to talk about AEW and Tony Khan's response to it and everything in between. That episode is definitely going to be more than an hour. We left this one short and sweet because there really wasn't a lot going on with Ring of Honor slash AEW, except for the Jonathan Grisham situation and with the results of Death Before Dishonor. So if you guys want to follow us on social media, please do follow us on Twitter at Down for the Count, Down for the Count 19 and on Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. We love hearing from you guys. And as I always say, please make sure that you rate us. Rating our podcast gets us boosted and this could also help help us do this as a full-time job which would help episodes get out faster and of course make everything so much sweeter so make sure you guys rate us on every platform that you listen to our podcast so we can get our stuff synced out more and we can start making some moolah and actually putting some more effort into this okay but other than that we'll see you guys in the next one